Welcome to Talking Tuesday. I am your host, Fancy Quant, and today we are going to talk a little bit about gratitude here. So I think one of the big things we forget about during the Thanksgiving season, the Christmas season, right? You get wrapped up, especially in like Thanksgiving with like, oh, you know, I'm thankful for, and then you list off like five things. And then Christmas comes and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about, you know, it's a religious holiday or it's all about getting these gifts. Oh, I really want like the new whatever phone or the watch or some, I don't know, ridiculous thing. But I think a lot of people forget one, uh, Thanksgiving is a US holiday. It is the first country in the world. Uh, to have a holiday for being thankful. But more importantly, I think the word gratitude needs to get tied more into both of these holidays uh, in the sense that, you know, it's we are grateful for the things that we currently have. It's, you know, Christmas a lot of times is about giving. It's not about the receiving piece of this. Uh, and so today I wanted to talk a little bit about the gratitude I have. Um, I think gratitude is one of those things I struggle with the most. Um, it's hard. It's hard now, right? I've struggled so many years. I've gotten to this point um, where I've reached a lot of my goals I had as a kid. Um, a lot of those are financial stability, right? Not living paycheck to paycheck. I feel like I have a skill set, um, infinitely many skill sets in random areas where I can make a living and do kind of what I need to do. I can pay my bills. Um, I don't have to budget that much anymore. Like a lot of these things that were kind of baked into me, I just, I don't have to do anymore. And so often it feels like, you know, I've reached these goals. There's not a lot to kind of work on on this kind of sense here. And so I think it's important to stop, uh, look at the things you're grateful for, the simple things in life, not the complex things, not the gifts that you want. Um, And more specifically talking about kind of the important things, which is more or less like your family here. So today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about the gratitude I have for my mom. So for those of you that don't know, my mom actually listens to and watches all of my podcasts, my YouTube videos, um, which is pretty entertaining because my mom does not work anywhere near the space I work. And she watches videos and asks questions, but my mom is not a quant. My mom is not a mathematician. Um, But I think the piece that strikes me the most when I think about my mom and I think about the gratitude um, is growing up as a child is that my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So I'm raising right now, my second daughter was born a few weeks ago as the time of this recording. It'll be about a month or so once this actually comes out. Um, But you start to think a lot more as a parent about, especially when you have like a two-year-old or a three-year-old, you start to think about the sacrifices you make as a parent, um, the patience you have, the frustration I have. Um, (laughs) Your kids just do things that drive you insane. Like they bring out the worst of me sometimes, but my kids definitely bring out the best of me. And I don't think you can really appreciate a parent until you've actually had kids because you understand the struggle of a child and you understand the patience a parent must have um, to teach a child manners and, you know, how to how to do simple things like how to walk and crawl and talk and I don't know, do all kinds of different things in life here. And more importantly, like morals and values. So for my mom, my mom was a stay at home mom. Um, I am very grateful for the time she spent with me. So it like being a stay-at-home mom is like an actual job. I know a lot of people think it's like this really fun, frilly, like, you know, the kids are all at school and like you're hanging out and doing things. But some of my most memorable times with my mom uh, were actually at the grocery store. So kind of an odd thing here. This actually ties a lot into my uh, kind of love and passion for economics as well. What many of you don't know, I think uh, grocery stores are probably the coolest place economically. 
uh, cooler than a stock exchange, for example. Because when you walk into a grocery store and you look at the aisles and the amount of goods and things that are on the walls, you realize they come from like everywhere. And when you start to hear stories, like I heard stories of my great-grandfather, I believe, coming from Italy. And there's a story of my grand great-grandfather having like a banana and eating it or trying to eat it at least with the peel on because you don't realize like bananas weren't common around the world. They weren't common in the United States at this sort of time here. But a grocery store is a pretty amazing place here. Um, as a child, though, I learned all these sort of domestic skills of living life like an actual human, which I feel like most Gen Zers, millennials... Uh, they just don't have these skills and it just baffles me and blows my mind. But it's, you know, I'm really grateful for my mom and the fact that I was taught all these things. So um, before school started, even like in kindergarten, we did half days, uh, we would do all these chores and errands here. Right? We were running to the grocery store. We'd run, I don't know, so other places. Grocery stores are like those things that I always enjoyed. Um, there's a memorable time of me going and trying salsas. For example, the store is like, it's going to be too hot. And I, you know, I'm as a young kid. My mom's like, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, but it's these sort of kind of memories and moments of the time invested inside of um, a parent to a child of learning these sorts of skills. Um, I was also homeschooled my eighth grade year due to a variety of reasons. And again, it was learning like learning to do the laundry. Um, I've been baking since I was a young kid, but doing a lot more cooking. I'm spending more one on one time with my mom as well. Education and learning. They were not all fun and games. We had a few <laughs> interesting days as well. Um, but again, it's understanding these, it's the time spent. I'm very grateful for this time spent, um, as a child here. Um, my mom is more of the religious aspect of the family as well. So I've learned things like morals and values and I'm no longer practicing, but you know, these sorts of skills and, um, I don't know, things like, like gratitude, for example, we're talking about today, those sorts of things have been things that are, I think are harder to learn, um, compassion for others, you know, things I feel like that don't come easy. Like we all say like, oh, a really good person has these sorts of skills. Um, but that, you know, these are things I think that my mom has really taught me um, kind of as a child growing up here. And my mom always had a lot of time to spend with us as kids here. Um, other instances and things like other kids just didn't get here. So I had a lot of friends that had divorced parents. Their parents both worked. Uh, you just didn't get a lot of the hands-on time. Uh, my mom also did a ton of field trips with us, uh, which was always fun and exciting. My mom did a ton of volunteering at the school. Uh, again, back to these domestic skills that I have learned. Um, I primarily do all the, the cooking in my household currently. Um, and I know how to clean and sew and, you know, these sorts of skills here. And my mom actually taught cooking to us in fourth grade. So this just sounds insane because no one else did it. We had a awesome uh, fourth grade teacher, uh, Mrs. Anderson. So shout out to her wherever she's at. Uh, but Mrs. Anderson, a few years before, I think me, it was like four years before, she flew a whole fourth grade class of students uh, to Seattle, like all the way across the opposite side of the state for us. But she set up this awesome cooking experience where we had the art room and they had ovens in there. And my mom took the time to work with all the kids. Uh, of course, she did this with my sister's class, which was two years above us. And I think my mom did it like in the middle year when between us. And then my mom did it when I was in there as well. And it was like an awesome skill set, I think, for kids to really learn how to like do something of value. Like I think we forget often the skills that we need to live, like, you know, doing the laundry, uh, learning how to clean. 
I know it sounds crazy, but a lot of people don't know how to clean that well. I'm kind of a clean freak a little bit. Again, I attribute this just to growing up with a stay-at-home mom, uh, learning how to clean. We had schedules. We had chores. Uh, my mom kind of imparted a little bit of this work ethic in us as well, where it's like we had household responsibilities here. And, you know, as a kid, you're thinking this is horrible. I have to do chores and I can't go and hang out with my friends on Saturday until I get all these chores done and, you know, I'm rushing through everything. Um, but I'm very grateful for that because it, for me, it's never like that big of a deal. Like I got to empty the dishwasher. I got to vacuum real quick. Like these sorts of things. Um, again, it's that repetition in time. It's not doing something with your child once. It's putting forth a lot of effort and a lot of time. And I, I don't know how else to emphasize the value in this. Um, again, my mom let me skip school one day so we could go sledding because it was a perfect snow day, um, for example. And so my mom bent the rules a little here and there. And of course, I fought with my mom uh, when I was a teenager as well, like every other teenager. And we had some struggles back and forth. But at the end of the day, I'm really grateful, again, for just all this time and this training and this effort. Um, a lot of these softer skills, I just think a lot of individuals lack these days. Things that kind of set me apart um, that make me more, I guess, independent. So, you know. 18 or whatever, I was out, off to college, and things were good. Like, I already know how to cook and get things taken care of. Um, my mom taught me all kinds of things though, as a kid, like the stupid things we just don't think about, like, you know, writing and reading and uh, basic arithmetic. And my mom helped with homework on all these things. And, you know, some of the most magical moments as well is just like the school aspect. So I hated elementary school. I hated junior high and high school too, but I hated school. I was that kid that was like wanting to play sick all the time. And now I look back and I'm like, kind of feel bad. You know, I was that, <laughs> that kid lying in bed pretending to be sick. And my mom would yell at me and make me go to school. But there were these magical times as well where it's like, I remember my mom pulling me and my sister in a sled. Uh, it snowed like six inches or something outside. And it was like, you know, half mile to school and back there and a half mile back or whatnot. Uh, maybe three quarters, something like that. My mom would pull us, uh, to school. And it's like, we'd have fun conversations. And then, um, there was like a day in the fall. I don't know why I remember this, but I remember um, coming home in the fall, you know, like October ish. And it's like, my mom always had treats here and they like, she'd make cookies or whatnot. But I got home and I like completely forgot it was fall season. My mom had my absolute favorite pumpkin cookies with chocolate chips in them. And it's just these little sorts of moments of making life more enjoyable and more livable. Um, really understanding, uh, the value in investing inside of your children and making them kind of think and challenging them, being there alongside them to help them grow. Um, this is one of my biggest struggles as a quant and a professional that's working. My wife works as well, is how do I raise my children? Uh, because these are sort of valuable skills I don't think you can get by just dumping your kids on someone else with daycare. And I get it, right? I get you have to work. You have to have a job. Uh, it's, but it's so valuable, like having a good uh, stay at home parent that can really teach and train you all these little nitty gritty details and help with homework and be a good support system for you. Um, these are things that, you know, you're just not going to get anywhere else. And this is part of, I think, the one of the mass failures here in America and globally as well as we start to see like religions kind of falling away. And part of the main core of religion is family and the family structure now is being challenged and you have all these things and people like get all crazy about it. But at the end of the day, it's having that support system, having that network around you. Um, my mom also has listened to thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of me rambling on about nonsensical things as a child. Um, 
So not surprising to most of you. I love to talk. I'm actually, I think, an introvert. I don't like to talk to a lot of people. I don't like to be at parties and events and like it doesn't recharge me. But if I can find someone that's going to listen to me and I'm going to talk about something like very specific and nuanced, like me rambling on about geology and rocks to my mom or talking about some bug or something I found. And I'm like, origami is another thing. I was an origami master. Basically, I was teaching, uh, I was paid teaching origami in like fourth or fifth grade. I was teaching Japanese exchange students how to do origami as well. Um, But my mom would just, you know, be working. She's doing housework or cooking dinner. And you've got me just like right on my mom's hip, just rambling on about, you know, I don't know, this cool leaf I found. And, you know, I'm looking at all the leaves and, you know, I've got some story that I'm going on about. My mom's just like, you know, patiently listening to this and engaging these conversations. Uh, These sorts of things, they kind of impact you over time. These are things I think that have made me more successful. Um, They've allowed me, I think, to succeed much at my podcast, my YouTube, my public speaking, because I'm so used to talking, Um, even doing like the YouTube now, it just kind of comes natural. And I actually prefer just talking to myself oddly in this empty room um, versus being in front of a stage, you know, 30, 40 students at a conference. And it's like, there's a little more pressure in that sense. Um, But this speaking practice, the ability, it comes from, I think, talking a lot with my mom growing up as a kid, um, also being part of the Mormon church. Um, I gave talks, for example, so I'd have to stand up in front of everybody, adults, kids and everything and give like a 15 minute talk on some sort of religious topic here. Um, But these sort of things have kind of, you know, they've baked into my success a lot. Again, my patience um, and a lot of my, I don't know, my softer skills that come from my mom as well, which I know my sister and my dad are probably laughing when I say patience. Um, Me and my mom have had some go arounds as well. But now that I am the parent, I understand, like, I understand. I understand the struggle of having kids. I understand the frustration here. Um, And we all lose our our cool from time to time. But I really can't, I don't know how else to explain. I I can't explain in great enough depth uh, the long-term impacts of having a a stay-at-home mom, someone who's really been there to support you along the way. Uh, Again, guys, if you're in high school, so I was shocked to find how many high schoolers listen to my podcast, my YouTube channel. you're going to fight with your parents. Like this is part of life. Like you're separating the bond that you've built as a child. It is now time for you to go out and be an adult. Uh, And I think even my relationship with my mom and my dad has changed quite a bit between living at home and being an adult significantly later. Like there's this transitional period in college and shiftings and things. And then as you start to have kids and you've been married, you start to view things a little bit differently. Uh, I start to see my parents more just regular humans, but I also see this struggle, as I've mentioned, with parenting. And I think you start to really take the gratitude that sets in a bit more of like the skills, the soft skills, like watching my daughter learn how to throw. Like it's entertaining. And my daughter, my one daughter's three and um, yeah, she can't hit anything like she's aiming straight and it goes and the ball's like off to the way to the right or it can get behind her like these sort of little tiny skills learning to ride a bike um, learning to eat learning to walk learning learning to challenge authority as well my parents were never big into uh, you know trusting authority is always about doing things and thinking on your own, thinking independently. Um, again, these sorts of things all kind of tie into the gratitude I have for my mom. There are things I just, I don't think you can replicate very easily. There's no shortcuts to it. Um, it even plays in a lot of my quant finance perspective on education and training and learning. So my mom's dad and my grandfather was quite academic as well. 
one of the only ones in the family. And a lot of that academic-y kind of routine and enjoy for books and learning is kind of spread to my mom. And my mom's kind of spread that to me as well. Uh, again, my mom never went to college or anything, but these sorts of things, I think it's the attitude, it's the atmosphere, it's the culture, it's the discussions uh, that you have as a parent to a child that have really kind of molded me and made me who I am. And with that, I can't say more than that, I guess. Um, I'm just very, very thankful for the opportunity I've had uh, to have my mom as my mom. So anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for watching. And as always, until next time.